Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Donald, I'm being serious now. No more games. Me, my mum and dad. Shirley. Nan, John, all of us, we don't want to be famous. Not like this. And we're scared, so please, will you go away? How did that make you feel, Shelley? Oh, we all went, oh, you know. This is the point where the newspaper reports start changing and suddenly it's all about Shirley having a ghost as a boyfriend. Yes, I used to say, oh, rubbish, you know. But no, oh, they run with that, you know. It came out in the next day's paper that the ghost who'd fallen in love with Shirley... Oh, it was utter rubbish. I didn't want any of it. You know, I used to say, make it stop, Dad. I hate him. Episode 4, The Underground Exorcist. Oh, thank you. The coffee's just arrived. I think about us now, Shirley, and here we are talking in lockdown. And it feels almost like your family was in lockdown back in 1956. You were holed up in the house, surrounded by press and people who've come to gawp. You didn't want to go out. Oh, no, none of us could. We couldn't. John couldn't go to work. Though he did, he did most days, he skipped out. Nan never went out. My dad couldn't definitely go to work because we were up all night and he couldn't drive a train in that situation. Anything could have happened. I'm with our investigators, Kieran O'Keefe and Evelyn Hollow. So, Kieran and Evelyn, we're seeing how the case is taking a real toll on the family. And it feels like the press attention is a big part of that. We've all just been looking through this file of newspaper cuttings we've got, all the headlines on the case. And it's pretty shocking, this growing story that 
Donald is Shirley's ghostly lover. Yes, absolutely. And uh, really, in terms of the papers, some of the headlines and things that they write about are, are pretty harrowing because we have to remember how young she is in this. She's a teenager. And the Daily Herald was saying things like Shirley's private spook gets rough. They're sort of romanticising it and poking fun at her, but they're also sexualising her at the same time. It's incredibly grim. She's a teenage girl. This case feels weirdly appropriate for the 1950s. It's the era when that concept of the modern teenager was invented. You've got post-war, huge interest in ghosts, but absolutely this 50s obsession with teenagers and teenage culture and kind of development into adulthood. The newspapers are effectively continuing that narrative of, of obsessions, but actually using the hook of a poltergeist relationship. Why must I be a teenager in love? Why do you think we are, as a society, so in love with these stories of haunted female teens? It maybe links back into sort of evolutionary psychology. Where is the point where, as a society, you stop seeing young women as, you know, little girls? If you look at period romances, even like Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley, we're fascinated with the point where young girls start having to meet up with uh, potential partners. Women are seeing as something to be wooed or chased. They're a possession. And then we start getting the sort of paranormal fascination of them being you know, possessively enraptured with something that is dead or beyond a force. And then we romanticise that as if it's not a form of abuse. Right, and the headlines aren't just affecting Shirley. It's clearly having a big impact on Wally too. All those sleepless nights and his worries about Shirley is starting to reach crisis point. Oh, you look awfully, James. Sit down. I meant to be starting shifts, sir. We think you should take time off. All oh, right. Got to think of the passengers. Yes. Couple of weeks or so. Paid, obviously. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Half pay. Hopefully, it'll all blow over. Will it? Hit change. Are you all right, man? I don't know, sir. Go home, man. Sleep. Wally! Oh! Harry! You all right? I, uh, I thought there was someone behind me. Platform's empty, mate. Glad I saw you, though. Been wanting a word. Yeah? Heard you've been stood down. Half pay, is it, stingy bastards? Uh, I don't really want to chat about it, Harry. I've got my reasons. I know. Whole station's talking about your ghost. All over the papers, isn't it? Saw your Shirley on TV. Look, mate, if you're here to take the mic... I'm here to help. How? I'm a spiritualist medium. You what? You get that quiet? Some people get funny if they think the fellow driving their train is chatting to the dead. You actually... I can make contact. Whatever this thing is, I can talk to it. Ask him to leave. I'm doing a seance tomorrow night. Spiritualist church in Stockwell. Come, see how I work. I don't know. Trust me, Wally. 
What's happened to Shirley is just the beginning. He's got his hooks into her. So this is Wally's colleague, Harry Hanks, a psychic, who's about to take this case in a new and quite dark direction. It feels like the family's now surrounded by people telling them that Shirley is possessed. And it's coming from inside number 63 too. We saw last episode how Shirley's gran, Ethel, is obsessed with this idea that Donald is quite literally the devil. I want you to listen to this clip from Shirley. One time she got the vicar to come with holy water and he sprayed it all round the house and then he threw it all over me. And I, what, what's she doing? And she said, that's to rid you of this awful thing. That night, I think Donald was at his worst and Dad blamed her. Dad said, now look what you've done, Mother. She had an ornate crucifix about... 12 to 15 inches tall and it always stood on a dressing table and she brought this down and put it on the floor and it it was kicked like somebody had kicked it like a football Jesus has taken quite a beating it's your grandmother's crucifix Shirley yeah she put it in my bedroom last night it went flying. Nan says it's proof that Donald's the devil. Oh, I doubt it. Lucifer has better things to do than go around banging on people's walls. You don't reckon he's trying to seal my soul, Chib? Think about the most infamous evil masterminds. Hitler, Stalin, Franco. They worked on a grand scale. Why would Satan bother stealing individual souls? It's so... inefficient. Far better to... Invest in atom bombs? Exactly. Or rock and roll. So if he's not a demon, what is he? A spirit. Trapped. Confused. Angry. So how do we stop him? We listen. I'm going out. Pardon? It's a work thing. I thought you were on sick leave. I'm just meeting a bloke from the station, all right? Wally, you've barely left the house for a month. What are you up to? He thinks he can help Shirley. He's a spirit medium. Ah. You don't approve? I didn't say that. He's doing a service tonight. Then I'm coming too. Oh, Shirley, it's late. It's bedtime, girl. No! I've had enough. Everyone spouts their opinion on Donald's my boyfriend or Satan or some depressed dead bloke. But no one asks me what I think. And what do you think? I think that I just want to be normal again. So if this bloke reckons he can help, let's meet him. Good evening. Lovely to see so many of you here on a That's cold it. night like this. You've been in this sort of thing before? A seance? Many times. A lot of spirits wanting to make contact. So is it for real? Let's see. Thank you. I have someone with me now. An elderly gentleman, a lovely old soul with grey hair. 
I want to say he passed when he was around 70. 60 to 70. Due to a problem with his upper body. Will anyone mm -hmm. He's fishing. Some hands there. Thank you. What? He makes generic statements to see who responds. What he can reel in. Hands up if that still applies. Good. And oh. Thank you, spirit. He had a shed where he used to sit and smoke his Think pipe. of all the older men this could describe. Grey hair, pipe, unhealthy. Could be you. Oh, well. Stop! I'm getting a name. Albert. Oh, no. Bert. He's telling me he has a message for his daughter. Will anyone take that? Oh, no has. Schoolboy error. Never go too specific. Is it you, darling? Yes. I've got your dad here. He's a bit wheezy because of those lungs, but he wants you to know Tommy is with him. Who's Tommy? My son. <laughs> My baby son. Nothing vague about that. Tea, gents? Oh, yes, please, and I... I rather like the look of that Battenberg. Wally, you came. Oh, hello, Harry. This is a... <laughs> Shirley. Just as pretty as in the papers. Come here, darling. Oh, he's with her now. You know that? So Dad said... He's a very powerful spirit. And he doesn't want to leave. But I can get rid of him. If you want, Wally. Oh, of course we do, don't we, Cheryl? Well... Good. It's agreed, then. Harry, there's some ladies I'd like you to meet. They're interested in making a donation. Grab me before you go, Wally, and don't worry. We'll sort her out. Oh, well, me, you know. Uh, Wally, I would urge you not to do this. I fear it will only inflame matters. Well, you saw tonight, Chib. He's got a gift. Oh. Mr. Hanks is a showman. The dead are not theatrical props. Proper investigation will take time. We, we don't have that. Don't you understand, Chib? We are desperate. My mother thinks the devil's in our house. Kitty is sick. And Cheryl, she needs to be a kid, all right? Not a newspaper headline. Dad. <sighs> we do it your way, Chib. How long are we looking at? It's impossible to say. Weeks? Months? No. Sorry, Chip. Uh, Harry, we're on. So what's the plan? Bring her to mine tomorrow. We'll spend a few days preparing her and then we'll do it. Do what? A spiritual exorcism. We're going to force him to leave. Here in Evelyn, it really does feel now like we've stepped into a horror movie. What do we think about Harry Hanks' plan? It's a very emotive word, exorcism.
It is. I, I think there's lots of emotion bound up in it, but I think there's also lots of ethics bound up in it. At the very root of exorcism is the fact that an individual is claiming, I am going to remove a spirit either from a person or a place. In itself, it feels like quite an aggressive act. When you actually look into exorcism and what's happening in terms of rituals, it can be quite damaging. And I think part of it stems from the fact that exorcists do not go into that sort of environment looking at the alternative explanations. And, you know, one of the classic cases that highlights this is the Annalise Michelle case from kind of the mid-70s. This is a case in Germany, and her family thought that she was possessed. In effect, she may have been suffering from kind of forms of epileptic psychosis. She also had depression. There were various hallucinations that may have been going on. Regardless of what you think, whether it's a real possession or not, actually, the continued exorcism rituals that occurred over a period of about 10 months resulted in her death. She died of malnutrition, starvation, she was emaciated, and all of those rituals just killed her. And that's the extreme end of ethics when you think about exorcisms. This feels like Wally pushing the nuclear option. He's so desperate that he'll try anything. But how dangerous could this be? It's incredibly dangerous. Uh, we really can't understate that. If you look at interviews with people who have survived exorcisms, it's incredibly violent. It's serious physical assault. Some of these people are, you know, made to vomit. They're screamed at. I found a case where one survivor said it was it was like being raped. That was literally her word. It was there's that level of um, violation of space and body, physically, but also mentally, emotionally, everything. It's incredibly dangerous, and especially considering that Shirley is a 15 year old girl, um, it's it's pretty harrowing. I feel like I need to get my head around what's about to happen to Shirley. Is an exorcism really as dangerous as Kieran and Evelyn make out? And if so, why do people do it? So. I decided to Google British exorcists, and um, it's led me to this guy called Ralph Keaton. He's based in Hull in northeast England, and he runs his own museum of haunted objects. How often does your phone ring? How often are you doing an exorcism? So, on average, per day, I'm getting maybe 30 to 40 calls a day, and then maybe about 100 odd emails. Oh, my God. I mean, I thought you were going to say, like, maybe once a month or something like that. 30 or 40 a day. Yeah, easily. Majority of the stuff can be explained. Most people ring me and say, I've got the devil in my house. Can you come and help me? And then when I've turned up, then I've gone, well, actually, it's your granddad. And he's been slamming doors and saying hello to you for God knows how long. And he's got fed up with you. Ralph's a striking figure in a polar neck with jet black hair. He looks a little bit like Gregory Peck in The Omen. And he's been an exorcist for 30 years. A lot of people will have seen the film The Exorcist and seen that famous scene of the priest reciting passages of the Bible as, as the girl wrestles in bed with the demon inside her. Is it anything like that? It, it, that's, a rare, that's rare. And I'll be honest with you, if I walked into a bedroom and there's somebody with their head spinning and puking green stuff all over, I'm out. So I was particularly interested in talking to you, Ralph, because Shirley, she's about to go through an exorcism. And I wanted to try and get my head around how that's going to work. Right. So what's happening is the mindset will be placed in such a place where she'll be guided through what's going on. 
They'll detach her from the energy. That's what they need to do. They need to separate. But for her, she's got to be understanding what they're doing for her to be able to then release herself because she'll feel the loss. So you've got to want it to leave yourself? Yes. This is interesting because some people have actually portrayed this in the newspapers at the time as if the ghost is almost like her boyfriend. Here's the thing. I like to try and relate things to life so people can kind of grab this. When you're in an abusive relationship, um, one partner is always being told, you've got to let them go, let them go. But part of them still loves the connection, loves the person. And they always think, oh, no, they'll get better. Oh, no. When you've got the spirit connection like this, it's, it's, it's the same problem you've got. Can an exorcism be dangerous? Very, very. Even myself, I've got a case where a, a young lady set on fire in front of me, actually burst into flames. And it, it was because I, I'd just lost concentration for a few moments. Hold on a minute, that's pretty major. That was a demon. That's what I call a life-threatening demon. That one was intent on causing serious injury, serious damage. Which bit of her went on fire? A leg. Oh my God. I just happened to be looking down at the floor and I saw a flame shoot from the floor straight onto the back of her leg and she just went up and it was a blue flame. It was just incredible. It's the one case I've ever dealt with where I've actually, I nearly gave up because um, that frightened the life out of me. I feel like you've unbalanced my whole concept of reality now. But um, tell me it's not possible that you have that moment in The Exorcist where somebody's head spins around 360 degrees. I, I have <laughs> genuinely not come across that, no. I've, I've, I've seen it where somebody's been levitating, but I've not had that. No, definitely not. No. You, you've seen a levitation? I've seen levitation. I've seen a woman um, spin very slowly in front of me, yeah. Because we've got that in our case. We've got Shirley levitating out of the bed. Yeah, it's rare. It's very, very, very rare. And when you've got an energy like that, I would put that into my top 2%. So Ralph's on the opposite end of the spectrum to Kieran Evelyn. He thinks his exorcisms are actually saving lives. What he says seems so fantastical, and yet I've entered this world where people are claiming to be hit by flying objects and have conversations with the dead. So I feel like my grip on what's real or not is slipping. I'm uncertain now whether back in 1956, as Shirley goes to stay at Harry Hanks's house, she's about to be saved or she's in real danger. At the end of the week on the Friday night... Dad was summoned and that and other people and that's they they kept it from me and didn't tell me till it was happening that evening that there was going to be an exorcism. Thank you. I'm grateful you could all join us for this important work. Tonight we're here for Shirley. It was a sitting room with chairs all round in a circle and uh, I remember a fireplace and a fire lit and there was a, a light hanging down with a big shade but it was all covered up and dimmed. It was sort of semi-dark in there. If the members of the press could refrain from taking photographs during the seance... He didn't mention that. We need total concentration, please. If you could all sit at the table. Harry, we have a late arrival. Oh. 
Yes? Mr. Hanks? Oh, you were with Wally. Sorry, I forget your name. Chibbit. You gave an impressive performance that night. Well, it's a Had she written you a letter? Sorry? That young woman you helped. Uh, I presume she'd written describing her loss and you invited her that night. Look, if you're accusing me of being Oh, I understand how it works. The customers must get what they pay for. But Shirley is not a customer. She is a vulnerable young girl under a great deal of pressure. Listen, people only want the good stuff, and I don't always get that. Sometimes it's just pain and regret. The dead aren't waiting there politely. They're being dragged, screaming out of life. But some hold on harder than others. I'm no saint, Mr Chibbert, but I know what I'm doing. And I will help Shirley. Harry, everyone's waiting. Are you two coming in? After you. Hands, please. Room for a small one. Chip, you made it. Give me your hand. I wish I'd listened to you. It's not too late. She's going nowhere. We're going to end this now. Together, we form a circle of power. In the name of God and Jesus Christ, protect us from evil. Let us be aided by entities of the light. And if there are entities of darkness, let us be strong enough to overcome them. Amen. Amen. Pray for Shirley. Surround her with power and love and light. Oh, I, I didn't like it. I, that's when I started to get scared. We are coming for you, Donald. We will not let you have this girl. And I said, Dad, Dad, I don't want to do this, Dad. And he said, no, 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 it's going to be all right. Nothing's going to hurt you. And they're going to get rid of Donald for us. You want that, don't you? I said, oh, yes, yes, you know. But I sat there, scared. What's happening to him? He's going into a trance. Blimey, he doesn't do that at work. And he was writhing in the chair and moaning and his, his face all ch- seemed to change. Uh, I feel him. Wally. I want to go home. No. Hold on to each other. Do not break the circle. Uh, Oh, I have him. He is with me. His spirit guide is speaking through him. The one you call Donald. Though that is not his true name. The light was pulsing. It was sort of going up and down. Dad, please. He has chosen the girl. He wants her for his own. But I have told him he must leave. She is not yours. Give me the power to banish him. Give me the light. I'm getting out of here. Hold her. 
She cannot break the circle. He resists. He hangs on to her deep inside. It's okay, Sho. Calm down. No, I can't bear it. It's horrible. That's enough, Wally. She's scared. No! I think someone had better answer before they take the door off. All right. The rest of you, do not break the circle while he's in this state. It could be very dangerous. So she went out to the room and there was some steps down, opened the front door and we could hear a commotion going on and her shouting. No, you cannot. Is he all right? Harry? Can you hear us? And they were bringing him round, but he was he was in a poor way. I was still sitting there watching this happen. He came to Mr Hanks. Where is Shirley? Here. I saw him, Shirley. And he... Then Mrs Hanks came back into the room and said it was the police. Right, nobody move. Sergeant, hit the lights. We've had a report of black magic. Mr. Hanks, are you or are you not in the process of summoning the devil? Next episode on the Battersea Poltergeist. And Donald gets violent. It can get very serious. Mom! Dad! <gasps> Shell! It's okay to be lifted and shifted around. That's frightening enough. What's that smell? Something's burning. But when fire starts to come at you, then you know... Your life's in danger. It's out of control! Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.